Scrooge Family Ghost by Todd Puccio, version November 2022, prologue. Prologue of a sort, the doornail. The quiet little laughter of a baby or small child woke Aggie from her sugar plum sleep. She opened her eyes to see the motion under the door. She just adored babies. Her mother had given her a baby doll for Christmas last year, and she thought perhaps there would be a real baby for Christmas this morning. Aggie quietly slipped out of bed so as not to disturb her mother, and she grabbed a candle and a match. But she waited until she was in the hallway with the door closed before she lit it. Aggie was only six years of age, and she was sure that she was old enough to light a candle and walk the halls of this old building for herself. And it was an old office building, and had become a residence for her and her mother and the old master of the house, who lived upstairs. Mr. M, as her mother called him, was a cross old man who never had a kind word to say. Everyone, including Aggie, was afraid to be around him, for at any moment he may hurl a curse or foul word at you. Even on Christmas, Mr. M could not spare a simple kindness. Aggie's mother had to go about her chores the same as always, and Mr. M came in complaining about his stomach, and yelling at her and telling her that she'd better get him up and fed the same as usual tomorrow, in spite of it being Christmas Day. Aggie's mother told her, that no one expected him to wake up the next morning. He had been making that complaint for several days now, and the doctor and his meaner partner, Mr. S., had told her that Mr. M. was dying and may not awaken on any given morning in the next few days. Aggie's recent memory of that mean old man was interrupted when her eye caught the image of a small boy child, perhaps two or three years old, toddling down the hall. The child briefly looked at her with an impish grin and continued across the large hall and up the staircase, which of course was a delight to watch, as watching any small child ascend a staircase is. Aggie just knew that the baby wanted her to follow it. She too climbed the stairs and slowly followed the child through an ajar door and into a sitting room. Aggie knew this room. She held her candle up to see a small and a large armchairs and the fireplace with biblical tiles. Many times she came into this room to look at the tiles, remembering the stories she heard at church. The boy child with its fatty limbs and folded diaper, for that is all it was wearing, had climbed up on the smaller chair and began to play with its toes. Aggie looked at the child, and as she began to giggle, an older man, perhaps a middle-aged English country gentleman, appeared, or should I say faded into view, sitting in the large armchair. Aggie could see him, and she was not frightened. She felt safe and secure in this man's presence, despite the fact she could see slightly through him and into the design of the upholstery of said chair. He had no hair, no hair at all that Aggie could see, not in his face or above his eyes or on top of his head. This bald man was smiling at Aggie and then at the boy child. Suddenly, there was a noise behind the door at the other end of the room, a low screech and gasp, 
and cough. Aggie recognized those sounds of Mr. M, but oddly she was not frightened. For the tall ghost, for that is surely what he was, smiled at her and stood up. He noiselessly walked towards the door and beckoned for her and the boy child to follow him. Aggie held her candle tight and reached for the bald man's hand as she came closer, the little boy child stepping clumsily beside her. The bald ghost opened the door with his left hand and walked in as he was held holding Aggie's hand in his right. The trio approached the bedside. Aggie lifted her candle to see a tangle of sheets and air moving and coughing and moaning, but she did not feel any fear. The old gray head of Mr. M turned towards them. He opened his eyes and looked towards his feet. The boy child had walked up to the foot of the bed, climbed upon the blanket chest, and up upon the foot of the bed at Mr. M's feet. Mr. M's aged face moaned and drew long as he began to shed a tear. The toddler placed his little white hand upon the old man's stomach. Then the boy leaned back in the bed in quiet anguish. Aggie felt grief at seeing the boy in such distress. Mr. M took an easy breath, and his eyes became lucid and clear. He looked at the writhing child and then at the bald ghost. Then he heard a small rasp at the window. Aggie followed his worried gaze to the window and saw a dark, solid fog gathering at the window, trying to get in. He looked back at the bald ghost and asked, Are you here for me? The bald ghost answered, In a way, we are all here for you. This babe beside you, this little girl at your arm, and that dark mist at your window. Mr. M stared at the window in horror for a moment, and then back to the bald the ghost, who continued, I am here to help you, perhaps, if you sincerely want me to. It won't be easy, and you will need help. It cannot be done alone. Then the bald ghost cast his eyes upon Aggie. Aggie looked up from the bald ghost and up into Mr. M's now teary eyes. Mr. M reached towards her with an emaciated, bony hand and did not touch her. Pray for me, child. Please pray for me. I have been a wretched man, a terrible sinner with little hope and little merit to recommend me. Save perhaps in my youth, I lived out my baptism in prayer and some small kindnesses. I have for so long forsaken the faith of my fathers. May Christ have mercy upon me, and may God forgive me. And please, little girl, pray for me, that I may be redeemed somehow. Aggie felt calm and peaceful looking to the eyes of this dying man. She felt sorry for him. Mr. M. continued, Child, and pray for my partner. No, my friend, Ebenezer. Aggie gave a dutiful curtsy to this man. For what else could she do? She said, Yes, sir, I shall pray for you and your friend at Christmas Mass tomorrow. 
At that, the small boy reached for Mr. M and touched him again. The boy and the bald man vanished in an instant. Mr. M's eyes glazed over, and his agony returned into his belly. The window flew open, and the dark, thick fog reached into the room with a thousand slender fingers covering Mr. M's body, and then just as quickly escaped back out the window. Mr. M gave his last breath as the last tendril of the fog left the room and closed the window behind it. Aggie witnessed this with no sense of fear. She was, strangely, at peace. Then Aggie quickly and quietly returned to her bed. She kept these things a secret for many years. And yes, she did pray, as she promised, every Christmas, for the full twelve days of that blessed season, she prayed for the souls of Jacob Marley and Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs>